every morning. Arabile Gomede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Well, we're just speaking about ESCOM and uh, a strike there by the NUM during election week is what is planned with regards to that. Uh, But what happens, however, with regards to that ESCOM tariff hike that they are suggesting of 15% uh, over three years, per year for three years then? The Minerals Council warns that this is going to destroy the gold mining sector. And let's chat to them now. Henk Langenhoven, who is the economist at Minerals Council South Africa, joins us on the line. Uh, uh, Henk, thank you so much for your time this morning. I suppose the, the sentiment and the numbers here are, are absolutely harrowing. Just sent, take us through some of them as you see uh, these, this uh, 15% uh, uh, increase in prices uh, affect affect the market. Morning, Arabelle. Um well, it, it is actually quite worrying. We think that at the moment, uh, about 60% of gold mining uh, employment is uh, in loss-making mines or in what we call marginal mines. Now, a marginal mine is, is a mine that has about a 6% window between its total revenue and total cost. So at that point, uh, it doesn't become viable and, and the plans are probably in the making to shut them down. And our analysis shows, and we worked with the uh, mining company's own financial statements and and use a a technique which we call a cost curve, which gives you an idea of how much it costs to produce one kilogram of gold. For example, we did the same with platinum and and some of the others. And um, these price increases will literally push um, the, the all but one mine, all but about 20 tons of gold. Remember, we produced about 140 tons of gold last year, um, all but about 20 ton of tons of gold by the end of the period into loss-making, um, which uh, in, in platinum is not as bad. It, uh, the percentages are not as high, but in total, the number that we are concerned about is, is virtually 150,000 people of our, of our mine employees and companies and uh, if you think about it, that we buy our multiplier through the, the, the purchases that we do to keep the mining going is about two. So you're talking about at least the same number of, of people in the supplier industry. And, uh, and that to us is virtually not uh, too ghastly to contemplate, to quote a very old saying from long ago. Yeah, I mean the the amount is absolutely massive, uh, as you as you point out there, Hank. One hundred fifty thousand jobs, pretty much at risk, uh, and could yeah. be lost if if uh, if your estimates are correct in that front. Uh, you know, currently the number of uh, marginal or unprofitable mines is is sitting at around fifty two percent, I think, if it's if yeah. if I'm if I'm correct, um, and that goes then to three quarters of platinum mines, and all but one, as you say, with regards to the gold mines. The sentiment, however, is is around how can we then fix ESCOM despite them asking for what what they're asking for. If we don't give it to them, how do we then fix the situation there? The problem is if we do give it to them, they will lose uh, so much of the mining companies that are buying electricity from them that they will anyway not get the income. And that's the, the, the bind that we're in. Uh, it's, in other words, a self-defeating exercise. 
um, we worked out that, that they estimate that they will get, if they get to 15% and all the mining companies are staying in business, that they will get about 50 billion from the mining companies, which is, which is about 30% of their, of their income. Mm. Uh, our estimate is that it won't be much more than, than 30 billion. Have so you been in conversation be with them about this? We have been. We are, we are talking to NOSA on Friday. And, and we have been in close cooperation. I mean, uh, on the coal side, for example, um, we, we, uh, the coal companies are in, in close working relationship with them to try and solve the, the close shortages, uh, the coal shortages that they have. And we've been in, in conversation with the uh, top teams. Um, and and, and the, I think what we're saying is a, a price increase of this nature will be self-defeating. But secondly, a, a price increase on its own, whatever it is, without restructuring Eskom and 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 getting away from from the cliff that they are at. And I mean, many, if you read the papers the last week, and and the ministers are saying we need a decision by March. Uh, the, the 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 debt servicing is simply almost impossible to do. Um, it'll it'll take the whole country down. And and in other words, what we what I'm saying to you is. When, when commentators are saying ESCOM is the biggest risk to the South African economy, I'm telling you this is what it is for the mining sector. And, and there has to be a joint effort, and we accept that there will be, will be pain that has to be carried on all sides, but an increase closer to, to, to the inflation rate, which is running at 5 6%, might be palatable. Um, and it might uh, help the company, help companies survive, so that they have the thousand customers from mining and refining and, and and smelting that will be able to buy from them and actually provide them with some income. But the 15% will just—it's a tipping point. I know people use the word um, uh, easily, but but this is serious. This is really serious for us. Yeah. Hank Langenhoven, appreciate your time. Economist at the Minerals Council of South Africa there. ESCOM tariffs set to destroy South Africa's gold mines as well. Chris, let me bring you in here just on this conversation. That ESCOM scenario, yes, over 400 billion rand with regards to debt. Uh, and uh, it has to begin servicing that debt in March, right? A situation that's bound to get worse and worse and worse. But I think all eyes now on the budget, really, on how exactly we're going to start doing this and getting this right. No, you're quite right. And I really don't envy Tito Mboweni's task to even start addressing this problem. It, it's hideous. And, and, and Hank, you know, uh, um, alludes to it because um, a solution has to be found. It has to be found fairly quickly now. Mm. And, you know, it's interesting. We haven't had the, the power cuts that we had uh, just leading up to the, the festive period. That's kind of gone into abeyance. I'm not, not really too sure what that was all about. Yeah. Um, and Minister Praveen Gordhan managed to persuade Eskom to, to lay off on that front. But, you know, um, if, if a solution isn't found, then, um, you know, I really don't know what's going on. Privatization in one shape or form is going to have to happen. Yeah. Capital injections are desperately needed. But you don't do that doing the same old thing in the same old way, as, as Einstein is widely accredited to saying, uh, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So, yeah, uh, we need to get... Um, Clearing out the Ogian stables and 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 getting the, the, this mess cleaned out once and for all. Very quickly, you spoke about the finance minister a little bit earlier on. We're having a few bets and told, and I'm speaking to varying people and wondering about this now. Titumboweni doesn't necessarily seem like the long-term uh, appointment for for finance minister. 
Now we've had a certain someone resign from a particular bank of sorts. Oh, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see her taking that slot? You know, a lot of people have talked about that. Um, and don't forget, she was Director General yeah. at, at uh, Treasury yeah. many years ago. So the very fact that she resigned so abruptly, and it was abrupt, I and mean, this really was not expected at all. Mm. I mean, I, I was going sifting through through um, uh, press releases uh, last night, and the indication was that she was going to be there for at least another couple of years. So, and the, and the fact that you've you've got an acting CEO in place, yeah, suggests that when uh, you still have a deputy CEO as well, who you're doing well, well, precisely. So um, I, I suspect um, there is something in the offing, whether it's going to be finance minister or something else. Um, I mean, Alec Hogg put it uh, quite nicely when he was in Davos last week. Yeah. He said, uh, I would put money in this one. And Alec doesn't usually put money on things that he hasn't, doesn't think is a, sh- a sure bet. Oh. So I suspect, yes, he's probably got a job in, in, um, in government. Is it going to be finance minister? I'm not so sure. Okay. Well, there's still SARS Commission also available. So we might just, you never know. You never know. All right. 741. Let's get to your traffic quickly.